0: I share with some people the extent of my video game playing, but a lot of times I don't because I'm embarrassed because sometimes I'll play for eight, ten hours straight. It's kind of like cocaine where I, I, the sun will be coming up and I'll be like, one more turn. One more turn.
1: Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast, I'm Breanne davis Gant. Today I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know those deep, dark secrets you probably wanna to take to your grave? Or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing really the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is my good pal, Paul. Now, Paul, I have a question for you. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret?
0: Video games. (gasps) I share with some people the extent of my video game playing, but a lot of times I don't because I'm embarrassed because sometimes it'll be, this hasn't been recently, but there have been times when uh, I'll play for eight, 10 hours straight. It's kind of like cocaine where the sun will be coming up and I'll be like one more turn, one more turn.
1: You lose yourself in that world, right?
0: I do. It's such a dopamine hit just thinking about it. uh, Sometimes I can, I can get high and then suddenly nothing else seems interesting to me. Nothing on TV, no hobby, no reading a book, nothing. It's just like, oh, for me, one of the games is civilization and it's a game. It's kind of similar like SIM, but it's on steroids and there's war and a big part of the high for me is they randomly give you a plot of land. They create just a random map Mm -hmm. and the excitement of finding out, am I going to have resources on it? And if I get a plot of land that not only has resources, but is defendable And is aesthetically pleasing, has like (laughs) fall colors. It's like a shot heroin.
1: Oh my God. I love you so much. I can actually feel your energy right now. Like that high. I'm actually feeling it. Like it's coming off of you a little bit. Like even you talking about it. Yeah. About this world that doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah and, I, and I will think that to myself sometimes mm-hmm. this is just a a box of circuitry that is releasing all these chemicals in my brains and my brain. And I suppose it's not that different from any other process addiction, uh, you know, where there isn't a substance per se, but the act of doing something gets us high. And those, I think, can be the most difficult ones to overcome because the pharmacy is in our head and it's open 24 hours,
1: 24 hours. And that's why I wanted to have you on. You know, I asked him to be on. Normally, I don't ask people, but you, I was like, can you come on and talk about this? Could you have shared with me the day's that you were on for 10 hours. And I don't have this addiction. So a part of me is like, huh? Why would you waste 10 hours?
0: Well, you haven't tried civilization. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I have done Mario Brothers. Here's yes. the thing. I did use to play video games when I was living in my parents' house. It was when Nintendo came out, and I was loved Mario Brothers four, and I would just sit in my room on my teeny little TV and play it because I would rather live in that than live in my parents' house. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that was that was one that I also went through an addiction with when it first came out, yeah. and it also happened to be timed uh, when I it was really hard to get pot, and so and I just become a stand up comedian, uh-huh. and I thought, well, I'll grow my own pot, so I bought a thousand watt light and a co2 tank on a timer and turned my spare bedroom into a grow lab and i was growing a quarter pound of weed every three months so you can imagine somebody suddenly that only has to work a half hour a night has all the weed they want yeah and mario just or nintendo just came out it was oh my be god what i love wish it. for yeah i i burned my brain to the ground
1: god is that another secret have you ever told anybody you i have? have i told oh.
0: that i told that story be before um <laughs> the, but the game that i really bottomed out on when i was doing that was zelda um, <gasps> zelda oh the, sweet zelda
1: oh and you get the map i actually yeah. played zelda 2 and i got the actual map and was like gotta get to this world like mm-hmm. i had it all planned out so i have had this addiction now that i'm talking about it but it yeah. was when I was younger, so yeah. When did you do Itari before that? No, remember? No, no.
0: I didn't. I didn't because I, I guess I would have been in high school and college then. Mm-hmm. But I remember I, w- I was living with my girlfriend at the time, my then girlfriend, and she later became my my wife, and she was also stand up comedian, and she left. It was a Friday night and she left to go do uh, a three show night. So that's shows at seven, nine and eleven. So she would have left probably around six, six thirty, come home around one thirty two. And she's like and and I was playing Zelda when she left and she came back and she's like, have you even moved? I not only had I not showered, had I not eaten anything, but I had had to pee for the last four hours, but (laughs) could not get up to pee because at just one more, one more move,
1: one more move, one more of just like living in that world. Yeah. Did it affect your marriage? Do you think?
0: I do. I think a lot of other things affected it. As as well, my inability to be vulnerable, my dishonesty, my arrogance, you know, I could I could go on and on. But but ultimately I used it, you know, it's such a cliche as a way to escape rather than to try to put into a sentence what I was feeling and what my needs were. Yeah. And to be able to also be present and truly listen to that. Person.
1: Well, that's what I'm hearing now. And that's why I wanted you on that gaming is actually coming in between relationships.
0: Oh, especially young
1: boys are not wanting to live in reality and they are actually wanting to stay home and game and not like move forward in their life at all.
0: Yeah. There's, there's the thing that I find comforting about gaming is the rules are clear, the rules are unbendable. There's no, real surprises as to somebody's changing the game. So mm-hmm. the challenge of knowing what the constraints are, when you live in a household uh like I did, where I was raised, where there are no boundaries and the rules can change from one day to the next and people are hard to trust, a game is easy to trust because a game won't lie to you.
1: Yeah, or trick you or be nice and then take it away and be mean.
0: Or want to devour you.
1: Yeah, or enmesh with you. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that that illusion of control and one of the things that i love about a game if if i'm having a rough go at the game i just hit restart well you can't do that with your family
1: you can't do that with your loved one always no or
0: no your you friends. can't so just hold on a second i'm going to reboot you because you're I'm getting really annoying
1: you. yeah. <laughs> you're really getting on my nerves and you're triggering the shit out of me i'm gonna yes. press reset <laughs>
0: Yeah, Control-Alt-Delete, you were saying.
1: But when did you realize like now it's getting to be a problem other than the times you have mentioned to me, but when did that start when you like lose hours other than the time with your, your ex-wife?
0: Um, after that, I would go through periods of it. As I look back now, it was times when my marriage was was on the rocks, when I was deep in my drug and alcohol addiction, pornography addiction. And I just didn't want to face that. I didn't want to ask for help. So it was just easier to not think about it. And it's like living at the North Pole in a Speedo and sandals and your game is a jacuzzi totally sorry to leave you with that image but
1: but it is it's like you do not have to be in reality at all at all yeah
0: at all and in that illusion of control and the competitiveness i've always been a bit of a competitive person with certain things yeah especially sports and um there's another game that I play that's called golden tea and it's an arcade game. It's a golf game that has like a track ball on it. And I used to love playing it at at bars when I was drinking. And then I got sober and didn't play it for, I don't know, maybe 15 years. Yeah. And after my marriage broke up and I moved into my own place, I found out that they have a home version of that. And so I bought it Uh and the high that I get when I make a really good shot. And then also it's plugged into the internet. So you can compete nationally for the lowest score on a given course on a given day. And so my goal, the thing that I do is there's, I don't know, maybe 40 courses is I will play each course until I post the low score nationally for the day on that course. And then I'll move on to the next one, repeat and just repeat, and the high I get when I, especially if I come from behind and I beat somebody who I don't even know <laughs> by, by one stroke, I'll pump my fist in the air by myself, Seriously, 50, 50 something year old man in his house alone, pumping his fist because he beat a stranger on a fucking video game. And, and I'll just go, Oh my God, you are so lame. But the <laughs> high. Yeah. The high of that. And I've never felt that accomplishment with anything in my career. Any
1: huge accomplishment you no. have done. Never any
0: real tangible accomplishment. I don't feel that. So why do I feel it from this game? I don't know. I I I feel clever, I feel talented. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, because they make it addictive. Yeah. These these companies make it so you are addicted. So you think it's real. So you yeah. p- pumping your fist yes. in the air is like, you feel like you won something and you won nothing,
0: won nothing, yes. nothing. <laughs>
1: and, I keep picturing you <laughs> doing that. <it's> so
0: <laughs> ridiculous. And sometimes I'll forget to shut the shutters and I'll think, oh, my God, my somebody neighbors. walking by. <laughs> they must just they're probably going to get a GoFundMe me for me to go get help in a mental hospital. <laughs> it's just going to have an intervention on my front lawn.
1: Oh my God. That's funny. But here's the thing, Paul. And this is the thing, like we laugh about it, but it's no joke. Like people are losing their lives over these gaming addictions. They people are. are losing years and years and years. Young boys are, are, they can't even function like function and like brush their teeth.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I wanted to have people. you
1: on. Yeah.
0: I, I'll notice that sometimes if I've been playing for a long time, I'll, I'll be really spaced out, you know, maybe I'll go to a support group meeting after yeah. that and and I, I can just feel a lag in human communication where I'm just, I'm not present. It's like my brain is still spinning from, from that high.
1: Well, I remember a time you and I talked about it actually, and you actually said to me that you were depressed, like it made you depressed, that that's all you did th- that day mm-hmm. and you felt really depressed. Yeah. And your life when you look at your life and I just have to say to the people listening you have a beautiful life. Like
0: I have a great life.
1: That day we're so depressed because all you did was the video game.
0: Just felt shame, just shame and the life not lived. You know, mm-hmm. which isn't a really black and white way of looking at it because there's a fine line between rewarding yourself with an hour of playing a game and escaping your life. And and I'm kind of that that way, I think with anything that that brings us pleasure is where does it begin to degrade your life, short circuit your goals and pull you away from the, the people in your life that that you love? And I, I pretty much know that feeling or bring shame. One of the things that I've been working with with my therapist is setting a timer for twenty minutes of twenty minutes of work. You know, maybe three times and little five minute breaks, yeah. and then after I do it for three or four hours, then maybe I take an hour and uh, play a game or something like that. And I did that for the first week, but it's been eight hours a day since then of gaming. <laughs> no, it hasn't. It hasn't been eight hours. But you More have like been two, struggling two with it.
1: You have, right? I Still, have.
0: I. Have. I have Um, not as bad, not as bad because I've hit kind of a creative stride in, in my professional life. And that has increased my self-esteem and my confidence. And that helps me not want to escape as much, you know, there's kind of a a momentum, as you know, to addiction and a momentum to recovery and self-care. And so I feel like I've been on a bit of an upswing with the with the self-care, and that, that helps kind of give me energy to draw on, to take care of myself and be the responsible adult.
1: Do you think still to this day, I know you're seeing somebody else, does the gaming affect your relationship with her?
0: No, <laughs> I don't play it when she's over- if she and I need to have a difficult conversation about something, we have it. Uh, and that's, I think, where my support groups really keep me connected and grounded and, and self-aware. If yeah. I wasn't in those, I think I would lose touch with reality and what it is to be a good boyfriend, what it is to be a friend and what it is to be a friend to myself.
1: Yeah. It keeps you accountable. Even when, with, when I'm going through a day and we get together and we talk, it's like, it keeps me accountable and and is like, okay, those addict thoughts, those addict behaviors are not helping me that, you know? So I agree. If you don't have that support group, you are floundering in your own disease.
0: (laughs) And I have to say uh, I, you inspire and amaze me with your dedication to going to support groups and doing the work because your life is so full. And I know a lot of the times you get on that zoom meeting and you're fucking exhausted,
1: exhausted,
0: <laughs> exhausted, but you show up and you've yeah. been doing that for what? 13 years.
1: Yeah. I had 12 and a half years. Yeah. 12 and a half. Yeah.
0: And, and that is a, a, a fucking miracle to me.
1: Well, here's the thing. I know I have to show up or I will spin. I will start eating cake. I will want to shop. I will dis- disconnect from my husband or my son when he's having a moment. You know what I mean? And you keep me grounded in that too, and that's what having this community does for each other. And that I can call you and go, "Hey, I need you to come on and talk about your gaming shit because people need to hear that" You're going through it, but you're getting through it at the same time. And you're not trying to get lost in this fantasy.
0: It's a lot of two steps forward, one step back. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things in our support group, as you know, we talk about is learning to be our own best friend and Mm -hmm. to stop shaming ourselves. The idea that we're going to shame ourselves into being disciplined is one of the biggest myths um, (laughs) that that if we don't shame ourselves, we're not going to reach our goals we can still have our eyes set on the goal and be gentle with ourselves about having slept until two o'clock gotten up for an hour and gone right back to bed.
1: Yeah. And you're okay to have days like that. Yeah, I think that toxic positivity that's put on us on top of you have to be productive. You have to be doing this. Some days you're just going to have bad days and that's okay. And those bad days are meant to be had. So you can feel a feeling you didn't want to feel, or you have moments where you, you slip back and, and shut down, and then you. The next day, you get up and you show up. Yeah. But my question for you with the gaming thing, and I, I have a son, right? People know I have a son. Yeah. I am, ha- I am like dead set on him never touching a video game unit, but I've had people repeat to me, it's like the boy world now, mm-hmm. and it's like, how do I protect my son? from this that i see in my friends i see in other people i see in the addictive community that are suffering from this how do i help my son as it's, a mom, simple. Like a boy it's simple okay
0: you get in a time machine you go back and you don't have children <laughs> if you can't do that you're fucked
1: this paul doesn't want kids so i expect nothing less than that answer <laughs>
0: I don't know how you navigate that, because there's also that that possibility that it's going to be more alluring.
1: I know. to him. And
0: then when the day does come that he's 18 and he's on his own, he's going to fall down that rabbit hole. And it's going to be such a magical, forbidden thing to him. I know. I knew, I knew kids in uh, college their first year. Who flunked out because they came from such rigid families that that freedom was intoxicating to them.
1: I know. How do you find so that? How do line? I do that?
0: I don't know. Maybe you let him find it out on his own, but talk to him about mm-hmm. the effects of it. Yeah, I don't know. That's got to be scary.
1: It is scary. It is scary because they have gaming parties now for little boys' parties, like. All and I'm just and if they don't know how to play, they're not cool. So I don't want to be doing that to him. But I also have seen a lot of kids through people that are in recovery that has sobriety, have kids that are will not leave their bedroom at seven years old, 10 years old, 13 years old because they don't want to stop playing their game and they throw a tantrum. So it's like, where's that line as a parent? Do we help them not become addicted to this fantasy world?
0: Well, I I would imagine that something that would help and something that you do have control over is modeling healthy communication skills. That's true. So that, that that's at least one thing that he's not running from, that he can feel safe to go, mom, I got a crush on this girl. She doesn't like me or somebody's picking on me or yeah. I just feel whatever, whatever it is that 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 he can feel free to. To let that weight off his shoulders. I would imagine that would be at least one thing that you have control over as a parent is that you can model healthy expression of feelings.
1: Which we do, which is good. But here's my next question for you. What if somebody's listening right now and they're finding themselves stuck in the gaming world for eight to ten hours? What would be your advice for them?
0: Well, first the thing I would ask, is this a temporary thing or is this a repeating pattern? Okay. Um, is it sounds like it's probably interfering with your life. And is the pain of continuing like this greater than the fear of asking for help? And if that is the case, maybe it's time to get help. But for a lot of us, the pain of continuing to do it is less than the fear or inconvenience of going and getting help for it. You know, I feel fortunate in that I have enough support groups that I can kind of be held accountable mm-hmm. and tell on myself when I'm hitting a patch that's like that. Uh, I can talk to my girlfriend about it. It's not something that I feel like I have to hide from her because she doesn't shame me. She's she's uh, a really good soul who feels like a team member. So she's I know she's on my side. She's not trying to get leverage over me. I know in some relationships, people are looking for for leverage to make that other person feel bad, or to you know some kind of get some. Yeah, if there's a power
1: struggle in your relationship, that's not a good, good relationship. Good luck. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. But here's the thing: you did say that I want to I want to speak on. Do you think also a sign is if you stopped playing for a week, would that bring you heart, like anxiety and 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 like terror? Would that be a sign? You you know if you put it down for think- a certain period.
0: Yeah, I, I think that would probably and does it go away over time? If it if it goes away over time, then maybe it's a good sign that you can take breaks from it. You know, I've considered selling my golf game, but I don't want to let it go. I have a friend who was so addicted to civilization that he used to give this is when it was on CD, mm-hmm. he would give his C D to his agent and say, Don't give me this back until I finish writing my one man show. And then when his agent was at lunch, he would go to the office and and talk the secretary into letting him into his agent's office so he could get it out of the desk drawer.
1: And obviously, this is a very successful person doing this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's no joke. It's no different than alcohol. It's no different than sex and love or overeating or anything. It's literally. It's a compulsion that you can't stop. So I think the thing you said with the timer, if someone's listening, do a timer for an hour. And if you can't stop at that hour.
0: Throw your phone away. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or throw the timer away. If you use those old timers.
0: (laughs) Or download the phone on their game on your phone.
1: (laughs) Don't listen to him, people. (laughs) Don't listen. (laughs) Well, is there anything else you want to say about gaming or any words of wisdom you can help other people?
0: Be gentle with yourself along the way. Uh, I know very few people who overnight achieve the emotional and mental goals that they that they want to. It's recovery and growing into the person you want to be is messy. It's non linear, and they're all opportunities to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and say. Okay. Note to self, maybe next time I'll try this, but don't shame yourself.
1: Mm. Thank you so much, my friend, for coming on and talking about this. I really appreciate you. I love you. I love you too. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time.